Well, I'm here to freaking expose these real estate investors out here selling these dreams. So we're going to get to it. So he's on a mission. I'm on a mission to expose these people. So we'll start off with flipping. So you said you flip 300 houses a year. Mostly whole. So when I say flip, I mean buy and sell. So last year we did 312. This year we'll probably do 250. So I would say we're probably going to wholesale about 180, probably mm. maybe Novate 20, and then actually flip like 50 or 60. So when I say flip, it's just easier yeah. to real estate investing. But no, we go. Though, and a lot of them we close on, even the wholesales to maximize. So we we have uh, 250, 300 houses run through the turnstiles every year. Got it. So, you, okay, about 300 that you're flipping. Mm-hmm. And then how many rental units did you say you have? Uh, 285. 285-ish. Okay. I don't know exactly, and but then around that. How much cash flow does that bring in a month? Not as much as you'd think. I would no, say, I, I believe. <laughs> I would probably say like probably like forty grand, maybe. Okay, okay. On two hundred, what is that average a door? Do you know? Um, no, probably like uh, probably maybe a hundred and fifty, maybe. Okay, all right. So and and you know, once you everybody wants the cash flow, they want to buy rentals for the cash yes. flow, and I've I realized it pretty quickly on, and I tell all my people pretty quickly on that buying rentals is not going to allow you to quit your job. You mm. need active income on the side. You're looking for distressed properties, how I do it, none of my own money. So you look for distressed properties with the Burr method. Just get good at that and then keep some as rentals and then wholesale and flip to subsidize that active income. And then you can quit your job. But thinking you're going to buy enough rentals to quit your job is just like irresponsible. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the, that's the part I wanted to expose because I yes. had friggin' Brandon Turner on here yesterday and he has... I don't even know. It was crazy. It was like 10,000 units or some some crazy mm-hmm. like that. And he makes no cash flow. And I was like, damn. Yeah. How do you have almost a billion dollars worth of real estate and you don't make any cash flow? But I know that's how it is. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. And so in general, I think cash flow is something that's harder to come by. But yeah, there's different strategies. Like my strategy is like the Burr's method and private lenders and refinances and owning it. And that still doesn't even cash flow super good. His is more of that like syndication raising money route. So in yeah. general, I think no matter how you do it, syndication or own 100%, cash flow is tough to come across, especially yeah. with the cost of money today. So yeah. don't bank on that to be your like short-term goal. Your long-term goal, I think, can come from rentals for sure. Wealth yeah. can come from that. But your short-term goal needs to involve some other type of active income, whether it be a W-2 job. Or wholesaling or flipping. Got it. And then like in your real estate career, did you start off flipping or wholesaling? I started off with rentals actually. So my plan was the dumb thing I just said earlier was to buy enough rentals so I could quit my job. Yeah. So that's the lie we all live. Yeah. So I was I was doing that and I had a job that was paying me well and I was buying rentals and I had I don't know, maybe I bought seven or eight my first year. And okay. I was using private lenders, was using my own money, using the Burr method. And I was looking at the cash flow and we were making 300 bucks, 200 bucks, 280 bucks a, a door on the, the houses. And I was like, it's going to take forever to replace mm-hmm. whatever I was wanting to make at the time, 100 grand, maybe whatever it was. So um, we started off with rentals. And then I realized that wasn't going to allow me to quit my job and go all in on this because I w- we bought. 25, maybe 30 rentals before I quit my job. So we were doing pretty good. And that was like 10 hours a week. So mm-hmm. I was like, how can I get to doing this 70 hours a week? What can mm-hmm. happen then? Mm-hmm. So that's when we started to bring in wholesaling and flipping because I'm finding the distressed properties anyway. Yeah. They don't all work as rentals. So yeah. cash flow is not there, equity is not there. So do something else with them. And where where did you start off buying? All in St. Louis. So everything I do and own is all local in St. Louis. Okay. So you live in St. Louis too. Mm-hmm. So you live there, you started buying rental properties. 
and you're like, okay, this is going to take a lot longer than I thought Mm -hmm. to become financially free (laughs) and live off passive income. Mm -hmm. And then how did you start wholesaling? Just came across. So at that point I had gotten plugged into my local community. Like I know you, everybody go to your local meetups, get involved in your local community, meet other people in your community that are doing what you want to do or where you want to go. So I had done that and I had just seen some people and had bought from wholesalers. Mm -hmm. So I just got some, I think it was um, somebody I knew's grandma was getting rid of their house. So I went, you know, looked at it and it was needed a lot of work and all this stuff. So I got it and we had two or three projects going on. So I was like, I can't make this one work right now. I got a full-time job, family, all this stuff. So I think we just marked up like 15 grand and sold it to somebody and they ended up making money on it. So just kind of figured it out as we went. I usually just jump all in, figure it out later. Got it. And then like, so you wholesale that first deal Mm -hmm. and then how did you end up making like wholesaling a, and flipping a business. So that was how, uh, so that's how I was able to quit my job because even at the time having however many rentals, 20 or 30 rentals and still doing a few flips and a few wholesales, even at that time, I wasn't able to make enough money to quit my job. So I, I just kind of took a leap. It wasn't a blind leap of faith, but it was a little bit of a leap of faith of I'm able to do this with 10, 15 hours a week. If I can spend 50, 60, 70 hours a week, will I be able to do three times as much? If I am, then I'll be able to replace my income. So it wasn't yeah. like I was a made man when I quit and I knew the money was coming in. In fact, I made less money for the first two years, like actual take-home money, not substantially less, but probably 20% less for the first two years after I quit my job. Yeah, And then got the systems in place, understood what it meant to be an entrepreneur, a leader, how to grow a company, how to hire the right people, how to do all that took a couple of years. And then things really started to take off when, you brought, when I started bringing the right people in and giving up responsibilities and stop trying to do everything got it so like but if we break it down like to smaller pieces so when you first started wholesaling like consistently like how were you getting your deals um i would say at least half of them were from networking so from networking with other wholesalers wholesalers bring deals we're still do to this day bring us deals that they can only get one person in or they just want the easy button. They know we'll give them an offer. We can buy it and mark it up and, and still make money. Daisy chain it to a certain degree. And then there we, from real estate agents, we probably buy 50 houses a year from real estate agents. Hey, Mr. Yeah. And Mrs. Agent, you are a good agent. You come, you do 20, 30 transactions a year on the buy and sell side. There's those one or two though, that you come across that are a hoarder house that the foundation screwed up that won't pass inspection. Hasn't been updated in 60 years. It won't sell. It's going to be yeah. a nightmare for you. Bring it to us. We'll give you a fair cash offer. Bring it to your, you know, client. And if they are good with it, you keep both sides of the commission. It's a easy, your worst, your hardest sale became your easiest sale. Mm-hmm. So we started to kind of get that story out there, build that brand. So that was huge. And then we do a ton of stuff like uh, elder law attorneys, uh, senior care facilities. We meet with the marketing people at all those facilities. And a lot of times when, you know, adult kids are moving mom or dad into assisted care facility, the, the, the person that's moving in, the uh, the adult parent, the biggest asset they have is their house. It's been paid mm-hmm. off, but it hasn't been updated since the 70s. Yeah. And it, it's going to be a pain in the butt to sell. And they need to get there. They need to get there now. So they're talking to agents. And then they call us, too. And we're like, here is you know what you could get listing it. Here's what you could get if you fix it up. And here's what you could get if we buy it all cash. Yeah. And they don't always pick the cash offer, but they do, too, to a certain degree. So just things like that. A lot of... A lot of networking is what we call it. So we have uh, six full-time sales guys, mm-hmm. and their job is to buy a house, uh, a house, or buy two houses a month minimum 
from our marketing and then two houses a month minimum from their networking that they do. 